Welcome to another episode of the ignitionblog.com podcast. I'm Nolan. I'm Matt. And today we continue our Millennium Muscle Car series with the return of the Hemi, including the introduction and return of the legendary Charger and Challenger models. All right. How are you feeling, Matt? Feeling good. How are you? Feeling good. We're back after a uh, little bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Kind of a long hiatus, but we're we're back. It was. Scheduling right. conflicts. Yeah, moved and, and all sorts of other stuff, but we're back and uh, ready to talk some more Hemi, all the Hemi Let's you can take. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in the last episode we talked about the um, Magnum and the Chrysler 300, which were the first Dodge Chrysler vehicles. Um Come back with the Hemi, aside from the Ram. Now we talk about the Charger and Challenger. So we'll start off, um, I want to talk about, like I said, I'm a huge, huge Mopar guy growing up, um, as my as Matt knows. My first oh, yeah. however many vehicles were uh, Dodge vehicles. And I think I, I was thinking about it just at the time, like how miserable it was to be a Dodge fan. Because um, you got to think of like the cars that I that we grew up with. Like we, mm-hmm. most of our life. The Intrepids. Yeah. The Intrepids, the, the cloud cars like the Stratus and the mm-hmm. Seabreeze, which I also owned. Seabreeze was a good girl. Oh yeah, that that uh, sweet little V six two point seven liter got up and moved. But um, yeah, she was a good car. But you know all the you know of course the classic muscle cars that Mopar the you know the the Dart the Challenger the Charger all those were. You know, cars I dreamt of in the past, but there's nothing we had in the 90s or 80s. Had a Charger that was terrible, pretty terrible. Yeah. In the nothing 80s. really lived up to the the old Chargers and Challengers of the of the past. Yeah, exactly. And so I was just kind of desperate for something that was just anything performance. Um, I mean, the Viper was there, which was great, but nothing. You know, I mean, I had an Avenger, which I thought was cool because it's like, oh, this is almost something. Yeah, the right. stealth was there too, but yeah, yeah, that was more of like a. Mission wasn't machine. really like a, a, a. Yeah, it wasn't really like a, a muscle car at all. No, it, you know they they. I mean, everyone went through that kind of import stage. So I think it, like even Dodge went kind of small motors, turbocharged yeah. stuff. Um, but then we had the Charger, and I remember. Do you remember how excited you were leading up to the Charger? I mean, you had to be even as a casual. Yeah, car for fan. sure. For for that car to come back after so long iconic name and everything yeah that was that was super cool it was a huge deal i remember the so it debuted um at the detroit auto show in 2005 and i have an awesome video that we'll share uh dodge at the time it was awesome because it was so they had richard petty come out on stage they had him bring casey kane who at the time looked like he was about 12 like nascar (laughs) driver and they like took off the NASCAR body, and then there's there was the Charger, the 2006 Charger, I think is when it actually debuted, and the reviews were mixed. Do you remember your feelings on that first Charger? Like I thought it was cool, but that was just because I was a fanboy. But I'm trying to remember what the what the actual um, concept car looked like. Well, it wasn't like I don't even think they had a concept. They did have a concept that we talked about a little bit ago, like that '99 thing that was like weird looking. Oh yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. But I think the, like, I think, I'll have to check my notes here, but I think the concept, or the Charger itself just straight up debuted as, like, a production model. Hmm. They didn't even really have a concept, and it was literally just that first 2006, which is kind of like, I mean, you see them now, and they look crazy aged. 
because oh, yes. they're like round. Yep. There's no like it's just that you know crosshair grill. No like hood indents or anything. It's just straight. But that's kind of how everything was back in that generation. I mean, it it, mm-hmm. it looked exactly like everything else. Yeah, and like I said, it was a little more conservative. It had like still had the kind of muscular rear haunches, kind of over the rear mm-hmm. wheels. It was yep. Um, the taillights were sort of cool for the time, I guess. Uh, but the comments were like brutal. I remember being like the you know message boards, you know the forum and stuff for the time, and people were just straight up brutal. Uh, yeah. I mean, it was just, I think it was just more bringing back that name rather than creating something huge, you know? Yeah, I think a lot of people, like at the time, honestly, it was probably like the Mercedes ownership being like, hey, this is what you guys have. Like, it was probably supposed, I think there was rumors, I'll have to look it up, that it was supposed to be an Intrepid. And then the management was just like, call it the Charger, um, trying to make it look a little more aggressive. Yeah. Which kind of makes sense. But uh, some of the comments I found back in the day on DodgeCharger.com, somebody put it, just another example of a car company trying to generate money off a classic car name, just like we were saying. Um, and then someone said, uh, hate is not a strong enough word for what I feel right now. Oh, God. <laughs> Which is perfect. That's just classic internet car guy stuff. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, unfortunately, that was the little one. The first one was pretty basic it wasn't anything to get people excited for um but it paved the way for something oh yeah for sure look where it's come now yeah i mean you look at it now and it's it's a beast and i think it started i remember like so the first one i was kind of like and people in general the press was lukewarm about it um and so uh i think i have a quote from good old ralph Giles too we talked about a lot um and he kind of sort of not made excuses for the car, but he's like, hey, you know, it's bringing back what's good about American cars. You know, it doesn't have to be great looking. Um, <laughs> he didn't say that. Sorry. He said it's, it has to be great. It has to be great looking, artful and a car that gets someone from A to B. So he's kind of dodging around some of the more like, oh, it's got to be a muscle car and it's got to have two doors and da, 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 da. So I think that's, right. that was the big complaint, too. Is it like, why the heck are there four doors on this tr- charger? Why shouldn't it have two doors? Um, Jeez. Which is ridiculous. Like, you think of a car like the, the old 60s Chargers, something that big, having two doors. It's like a Crown Vic or something. Having right, two doors. yeah. It'd be crazy now. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense to, to kind of update it to be more practical, um, which is what they did. And when it finally, I, I think when it finally got its popularity is when they worked the SRT8 Charger debuted. Because mm-hmm. I remember that thing and, like, I, I realize how little I see the first generation SRT in the road, and I, I saw. They're, yeah. We we had a couple of them at the dealerships that I worked at, and they were always super fun. And they look so good, you know. I think yeah. for as basic and kind of lack of muscle that that first 2006 Charger was, the SRT8 Charger that first one was awesome. Like that spoiler looked perfect. The hood scoop was aggressive. Like those seats. Oh yeah, I mean those. Those things too. I mean, those look aged now, but God, those bucket seats, you know, it was mm-hmm. like a real muscle car. So I think when the, the wheels that the SRT8s had on were oh, super yeah. cool. God, I love the, I, I was talking to a friend, I think I told you about the SRTs and all of them were so good. Those five spokes with the SRT engraved in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it had the 6.1. That was the introduction of the 6.1 liter. Um, Hemi, or not the introduction, because they already had it in the, in the other two, the Magnum and the, uh, 
in the uh, Chrysler 300. 300, yeah. yeah. But at 425 horsepower, it looked apart like it was finally. To me, that was kind of like, oh yeah, Dodge is back as some, as a mm-hmm. Dodge fan forever with nothing. Yeah, that's when that's when I at least got super excited about that car and that brand again is when they were coming out with these crazy actual muscle cars. Mm-hmm. And I have down here too, and you also there's different editions that came out with the Charger. One of the most important ones they debuted um, pretty quick in the uh, when the, once the car came out is the Police Interceptor. Um, Love it. Yeah, I know you're a huge fan of that. There's an huge fan of everything police car. Yeah, they also had a Magnum cop car too, which debuted alongside I think the Charger cop car, which you never see, but that I would kill for one of those right now. Oh yeah, that'd be so much fun. Um, There's a video too. I'll put that in the notes. There's a video where like the Charger police car I think follows the new Charger out onto stage when they introduce those cars. Um, Yeah, that'd be good. Uh, which is awesome, and I think that that was a huge deal too. Um, to kind of because at that point the Crown Vic was so old, um, they didn't really have a good replacement to compete with it. Right. Yeah. And it took a lot of the market. Like you'll still see a lot of the highway patrols in California use the Charger still, and I think that's yeah, like, they're go- they're actually going back to the Charger now. They're not going to use the Explorer anymore. It's all going to be Charger. I think there's a lot of I've heard a lot of cops complain about the Explorer as well. Like they miss yep. they miss being able to like accelerate, yeah, kind of maneuver. The only thing good I've heard about them is is that you don't have to like sit down into it. You can like sit even. Oh yeah, if you know. Mm-hmm. But everything I've heard about the new Chargers is is a, a thousand times better. Yeah, that 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 was great for them to capture that market because the fleet sales, of course, were huge for Chrysler. Um, yeah. And other other big additions, you probably remember some of these. They had the uh, the Daytona, which I was mm-hmm. in love with. The purple. Yeah, they had the purple. I think the early ones. Um, Plum crazy. Yep. Plum crazy. They had the sublime, the green mm-hmm. one. They had, uh, I think it was mellow yellow. I'll have to check me on that. But the yellow, um, and then they had come and get me copper, or no, sorry. That's right. They had go mango, which was the copper. Oh. So the story behind that, they were originally going to call that copper because it was a copper color. Come and get me copper. But I guess the legal team at Chrysler just said, no way. We can't get away with that anymore. Like, we're not in the 60s. There's no more. You wow. Know. Yeah, which sucks because that, that was clearly like a copper brownish orange. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which is still one of my favorites. Like, I love that. Like, if I ever see one of those, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I would totally take that even now. That color looks so dated to me. Oh, it looks old. Yeah, which is funny because it's kind of make a. It's kind of come back around. Like it's there's like a bunch of like Nissans and stuff in that like orange, burnt orange color now. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Nissan Z's. Yeah, yeah. I guess you do, I think it's more nostalgia for me. I, I of course I'd probably pick the purple. Always purple. Oh, always yeah. plum crazy. If I yep. ever had a choice. Um, they also had at the time uh, or a little bit after that they had the Super B edition. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which was awesome. Um, came in either like that yellow, of course, and then they had a black one, I think, with the yellow badging. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that car. Yeah, you never see that. I think later no, on, too, they had like a B5 blue, like that mm-hmm. cool blue color. Um, and I think that's kind of when it kicked off the kind of more modern muscle stuff is when all those special editions. We even had the, uh, the old dub edition. Remember the Dub Edition Chrysler? I do. And Dodge Charger? I had a lot of Hot Wheels and a lot of model cars with those things. Yep. Um, so that was 
quite impressive. Um, yeah, so that was the Charger. Charger's back. Uh, we'll touch more on the where the Charger's at now, but to talk a little bit about another car that I probably was even more excited for when it came out. It uh, debuted at the 2008 Chicago Auto Show, and that is the Dodge Challenger. Uh, and that was that huge. was a good time. Yeah, yeah. That, that I mean, that one did come out as a concept. I'm pretty sure, and it looked just so perfect. I remember everyone worrying about what it was going to look like, and I think to me it came out as like, oh no, that's what kind of a bigger grown-up Challenger would look like. Um, yeah, like a modern version of the Challenger. And that was around the time you think. You know, we'll touch on this in another episode with the Mustang. 2005 was kind of really popular, and its popularity was sort of fading, not really, um, in 2008, mm-hmm. a couple of years later. And the Camaro, obviously, came around, was coming back, and there was a lot of hype about the Camaro. And so, I, you know, we always worried, like, how is this new Challenger going to do? And then it came out, and it was like, oh, my gosh, this thing looks stunning. It was in that hemi orange, the, yep. black, the black stripes. Yeah. Do you remember the first time you saw it? Did you ever? I'm trying to think of. Yeah, I think we saw it. I think we saw it at the auto show, and I remember going to a dealership um, near me, and they had one that was the orange with the black stripes in the showroom, and I was just like floored. I couldn't. I just taking pictures of it for like an hour. Yeah, that's one of the first, like the only cars they always talk about, and I always like think about cars. You know, the Mustang when it came out in the '60s. They said they had people waiting outside of the dealerships when they first got theirs and i always say you'll, so cool. i always say you never really have that excitement back but i remember the challenger being a huge deal like i would check yeah. i would drive by the dodge dealer in lancaster like you know on a, on a daily if not weekly basis just to see you know if they had one kind of the guys knew you know to let me know you know if they saw me just be like no nah, it's not here yet um and you remember watching that top gear episode where they each took one american car across the u.s and richard oh, yeah. hammond had to buy that he, he went out he actually went out and bought the orange ch- uh challenger with the black stripes just for that just for that episode yeah i remember that that was huge uh yeah i still have a picture i wish i, I probably can find it on facebook it's like me with the dumbest smile on my face i think at the la auto show and you and, and the challengers in the back on the on the pedestal um yeah just an incredible car and that first year so i remember when they actually debuted that car the first year it came out. It was only available um, in 2008 as an SRT8. It was only, Perfect. and I think it was only available in the Hemi Orange color with the black stripes. So that's why we see a ton of those. Um, mm-hmm. They only made like seven thousand or so, um, between six and seven thousand. I'll have to have different numbers here, but um, so yeah, all of them were five-speed at the auto stick. All of them were SRT8s. All of them were orange, and the entire 2008 run of uh i think it's a 6400 cars were pre-sold about wow. most of them above msrp so they sold out the entire first year um yeah which is incredible i mean there was so much hype around that car it was such a big deal yeah um, it's pretty crazy and that kind of set it off that's when chrysler just kind of and dodge uh, found their kind of got in stride you know that honestly saved the company the company's you know been in the tank pretty much a ton in the last decade but those cars have continued to sell and remained unchanged for most of their life yeah really i mean if you look at the the concept uh challenger and the challenger of today there's really i mean besides like a few styling cues the the shape of the car is exactly the same yeah it's great yeah 
Yeah, I think the only thing they took out, which is funny, you'll see on the concept, but I think it's finally gone now, is obviously that was when Dodge had to have the crosshair grill on everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that that original concept has like an awkward like crosshair grill that's like spread wide across the entire front end. Um, I'm glad they didn't do that. No, it looks ter- it looks terrible. Um, but uh, yeah, now now it's got. And each one of those things. So I think the Charger, Charger more so than Challenger. Challenger's always remained pretty close to what it was originally. But the Charger itself, I, I'm like really impressed by that change. Like it's it's kind of like Ralph Gilles and that team. Um, and uh, Mark Trossel, who we'll talk about too, who's the, now the head of Dodge and SRT Design. They have really turned that thing that maybe, maybe it was supposed to be just a generic sedan when it came out. It, now it is like a true muscle car i mean it's got the oh, yeah. scoops it's got I, the sides to me it's just finally it finally has that kind of muscle car f- feeling that the other one didn't really have mm-hmm. um which is huge i when you see them now the interior's also gotten better because that was <laughs> remember the interior in the earlier ones or have you been in one oh yeah time? even the even the first gen srts that 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 i drove i mean it was the seats are cool and everything but you could I mean, it was it was definitely uh, it was definitely not very European at all, but it was very cool for its time. Yeah, like I said, all the sports seats and there's a ton of room, and like I said, there's nothing else, and there's still really nothing else aside from maybe some of the stuff from like Chevy with the SS. Um, mm-hmm. There's no big sedans, which was kind of almost like the true muscle car. It's just a big sedan with 400 plus horsepower. Yeah. Um. So that's what gets us to, we can move on even further here. Um, and it become like, I guess we, during this time, before we get to the more recent stuff, these cars became iconic. I mean, the entire LX platform and the Challenger. Um, I mean, there's LS Fest, which is huge out here in Irvine or in Southern California. There's, you know, hundreds and thousands of these uh, owners that meet up. And these cars have become just this huge life of their own. I mean, you see them everywhere. I think you and I would both take one in a heartbeat if we had a chance. Heck yeah, first gen police charger. Heck yeah, yeah, that's the dream. I think I'd love to just black out a police charger. With the, That'd be uh, so good. Yeah, with the bumpers, that's that's a dream. Or a police yep. magnum. We got to track down a police magnum. Yeah, that would be cool too. Because um, I forget those are around. Um, but yeah, I have a bunch of videos we'll talk about. Um, Ralph Gilles talks about the. The Challenger. Um, a lot of people said it looks bloated compared to the older Challenger, and they addressed that in one of the videos I have. Uh, I mean, it's going to look bloated, unfortunately, because we we have safety standards and things like mm-hmm. that now. Because um, the old one is so lean and kind of small, when you put them next to each other now, it's like a giant. Compared- oh yeah, for sure. bubbly. But you got to have that. I mean, it's it's got to have all that safety equipment now. And it, it was. The Challenger is still one of the more comfortable ones. I mean, it can actually fit humans in the back seat, which <laughs> yeah, that's true. And you and you could see out of it. You can't really do that with the Challenger, or sorry, the uh, Camaro or the Mustang. Oh yeah, the Camaro is horrible. Visibility on that thing is horrible. Um, and the, I mean, yeah, they. I don't think they've been as nimble. Like no one would, unfortunately, no one will call a Charger or a Challenger nimble, <laughs> really. Um, and we'll get on that later because they finally have on the modern cars but the uh at least they make up for it in kind of just straight up size and comfort and practicality you don't get those in the other muscle cars or pony cars whatever you want to call them 
Yeah. Um, but anyway, we'll skip forward a few years after these have become pretty iconic um, in our modern world, and they become even more iconic um, with the debut. And there was tons of rumors for a long time on all these automotive blogs and everything like that about a crazy powerful um, rumored Hellcat uh, edition. And so in 2014, I remember videos of this appearing online, but it was yep. at the Carlisle um, all, uh, all Chrysler Nationals. Mm-hmm. That's when the, the first one to debut was the Challenger. <laughs> and what I remember, you might remember this too, is all there was you know, on all the news sites was just Ralph Gilles at a drag strip just doing a burnout in a green Hellcat. Yeah, I remember that. Just in a cloud of smoke. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, to me it was like... I. I think I literally couldn't even believe it. I mean, it's one That's of those... the perfect way to introduce a car, too. Exactly. It's. I mean, that tells you how much how much Dodge and Chrysler as a brand have progressed since the crappy '90s. Um, which is, they kind of found their stride. They understood their brand. They understood like the muscle car culture that surrounded their cars, and I think they just and they also understood their customers too. Like that's exactly what their customers want. Yeah. It's... Like they're in front of a huge crowd of them, a huge crowd of people that own a lot of their LX vehicles, and just to take this thing out and just hear it go, and you hear the supercharger. I mean, I'll of course link to that video, but you hear the supercharger, you hear just this you know, cloud of smoke, and all you do is see this kind of touch of green monster um, in the middle of it. So um, yeah, it was a great video, and the Hellcat was born, which is which is awesome. It's. I mean, the car came out, it had 707 horsepower, which was yep. un- unheard of. I'm trying to think. I mean, it's only been a few years now, but cars, even to this day, that have 700 horsepower, you know, Ferrari Enzo had six, 650, I think. Well, um, especially especially a production car like that. I mean, like, what what other car manufacturers pushing cars off the line with 707 horsepower and a full manufacturer warranty? That's just insane. Yeah, especially on a brand like Dodge. I mean, yeah. you'll see some exotics and stuff like that with that power number, but really even then you don't see 700 horsepower plus from exotics, even right. in 2014, um, which is nuts. So at the time it's just, and it's crazy too, because you think we had all these kind of bailouts and, you know, in the last decade we've had gas prices, not yeah, gas exactly. prices, but we've had gas prices spike, you know, four or $5 here in California and, you know, Prius and electric cars progress and then you have it's nice to see that there's still people like us out there who want just crazy you know crazy cars like that that and people just don't care about gas mileage or gas prices exactly we respect it seeing as someone who yeah. owns electric car i want nothing <laughs> more true. than to just burn out in traffic uh, <laughs> if it were an option for me but I said I'm still in love with this car. Like I said, if I if money was no option and you know commute aside or whatever, uh, I'll just say this: my family someday will own a SRT uh, Hellcat for Ooh, sure. A for bold sure. statement. Oh yeah, it's happening. Get on board too, Matt. Oh, I'm there. Something supercharged, Hemi needs to happen. I'm down. Let's just go demons while we're at it. Why not? That's true. Why are we messing around with mediocre? Uh, Mediocre uh, quarter mile time of ten point eight five seconds. Yeah, was the uh, that was with street legal drag tires. Uh, stock Hellcat, I guess, was only in the eleventh, like eleven two at one hundred and twenty five miles an hour. Was their quarter Jeez. mile? 
so the almost like two, I think a month later, the Charger Hellcat debuted as well. That was at Woodward Dream Cruise in August of 2014. Uh, the Gas Monkey Garage guys were there, Richard Rawlings. Um, mm-hmm. And they did like a whole experience for the fans. Again, understanding their customer base, they were there doing burnouts in the parking lot. Um, Especially at the Woodward Dream Cruise. That's like the perfect spot to unveil something like that. Definitely. Uh you know, a huge group of fans, again, showing off what it can do. I think they're doing ride-alongs, similar to the old video we shared at the Pontiac GTO, where they'd go to events. They'd literally just throw you in the seat and do drifting and in a parking lot. So, uh, so cool. Again, getting back to what what made modern muscle cars different is they just, they were like something we haven't seen since the 60s. 60s. Um, like I said, um, so yeah, and a Hellcat. So I've had, I'll link to my review, um, we had a Charger Hellcat. Uh, unfortunately, Matt was not here to experience it. Uh, I was not. <laughs> we'll have to get I missed that, unfortunately. Yeah, so I'm trying to explain it. So picture the CTSV, So you, because you have driven that with me, right? <laughs> I have, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's a different story. We might have gotten a little backwards um, <laughs> on a twisty mountain road, but everything was okay. But so picture picture a CTSV with a little bit more power, a little more weight, and a, twice as scary. And that's what you I have. like it. Yeah, I like all of that. <laughs> and that's about what you have with the uh, the original Hellcat, and that was the Charger that we had. So it's, I mean, 700 horsepower is absolutely brutal as you'd expect it to be. Um, but it's, <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this car. It's one of those cars that. Around town, it feels. I'll say, it feels like you're like using a sledgehammer to like tap in a nail to hang a photo. If that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> like you're driving, yeah, I get that. You know, you kind of you drive around town. You're kind of just like, oh, okay, you know, in traffic, driving like a normal car, and then you just lay your foot down. And you're like, why? Like, <laughs> I feel like you could just spin the entire like earth. I like of, that. And it's so loud, and you feel like everyone is staring at you, mostly because they are. Um, <laughs> and every time I feel like I got a chance to like just open it up in a straight line, there's always a cop somewhere. Like, <laughs> I don't know if they just heard it from a few miles away, and just like, Probably. like what was that? Um, but it's just uh, the noise. We uh, we took it out to so ours is also Plum Crazy, uh, Plum Crazy uh, Charger, which is perfect. It had brown. Yep. Uh, brown leather interior with suede, I think, uh, or Alcantara, one of those, um, which was pretty perfect too. I'm not sure if I would go with that on the on the purple, but it it looked good. Um, and it just we went out to an abandoned like uh, housing development in Bakersfield and just lit it up. And uh, the best part about the Hellcats is they encourage you to almost like break the law. <laughs> I mean, because in the they have all these SRT menus, so you can time your quarter mile you're zero to 60 you're breaking 60 to zero distance all of this just in the gauges which it's is just asking for it yeah it's just absurd um and so you're always looking at it like a video game like how can i break my record for the fastest zero to 60 um which i think you're supposed to be able to get like threes and under which i couldn't really do uh there's people online that have like special like oh launch in second and turn track you know launch control off and just do this i couldn't do it but um, I'm sure someone much more talented than I could figure it out. Um, 
But yeah, and there's there's settings in the menu. There's an SRT menu to kind of turn the power down. You can turn it to eco mode, which is hilarious on a Hellcat. Um, Horrible. But I've heard like uh, I have a couple friends, uh, Patrick Rawl, who's a writer for All Par and, and Dodge Forum. He has a, a Hellcat. Actually, has a Demon. No, really? uh, Hellcat. Hellcat. I'm trying to get my cars right. He has a Hellcat Challenger. But he'll he'll laugh because it's the most fuel efficient car he's ever owned. Uh, which is not saying much because he has a Ram 1500 and he also has an old Dart from the uh, 70s. But he said it gets like, if he puts on eco mode and just kind of cruises down the highway, he'll get like 25, 24 miles to the gallon, which... It's better than I've ever gotten in my Lincoln. Yeah, Matt's Lincoln MKC. Uh, Yeah, she likes to suck down the oil. And she's a four-cylinder, right? 2.3 turbo? 2.3 turbo. Maybe I should upgrade to a Hellcat and just get better gas mileage all the time. Exactly. That's, I think there's something to be said for more just straight up displacement power in order to get any efficiency. Like I think you can get up to speed a lot faster, so you're not working as hard. That's all. That's it is. true. Um, but yeah, the so it has all these menus, <laughs> and then we also had the chance, uh, and this is recently to drive, which is the year upgraded. Because um, the biggest thing with that is it was. It's a fun car, but it is terrifying. I mean, one thing goes wrong, and you feel it break loose. It's not really great at handling. It still feels heavy, even though there's, you know, suspension adjustments. So I had the opportunity. Uh, Dodge took us out to um, Angel's Crest and let us drive the wide-body Hellcat uh, Challenger. And what do you think of the looks of that, Matt? Like, I know wide body's kind of passe now or something, but would you still like that wide-body Challenger? I I kind of like it. I think that it's cool that they're doing that from the factory now. Like mm-hmm. that that's kind of an interesting, you know, this just looks different, which is kind of cool. Um, so not every Challenger is going to look the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know if I would buy one, but I do think it's a cool option. And I honestly thought, like, that was my kind of first reaction. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's cool. I mean, that's kind of a, you know, because I'm trying to think of. Was it Rocket Bunny? What are the companies that did all the wide bodies? Liberty Walk. Liberty Walk, there it is. Um, All those companies kind of overwhelmed SEMA the last few years with all their wide body stuff. So I I was kind of like, eh, it's kind of played out, but I get it. Um, But I had no idea, like, the the performance, it changes, the dynamic of the car. And so when I get in there, you know, we're at the event. Uh, Mark Trostle's there um, at this event, and he's the head designer for Dodge and SRT. And he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. just a guy that gets it um and he's talking about the design but he's also talking about you know it does extend the wheelbase out a little bit um and they set up the suspension completely different so now it adds a suspension tuning to the srt menu which wasn't there before um Mm. so you can go into suspension it kind of changes the uh the feel of the steering um you can either make it easy or you can make it really you know sporty and kind of tough but i will say we drove angel's crest which you know matt's driven on you know it's uh one of the more challenging roads in california it's you know however many turns it's fast you know it's fast sweeping corners and it's also really tight corners at certain spots yeah so they take us out there and uh it had just snowed (laughs) on parts of the uh, mountain and we are in a 707 horsepower challenger but i will say i it's a completely different car i mean it's night and day the handling like it feels like it it's just an absolute uh, beast in the canyons finally whereas i took the really? yeah it's it feels super planted 
it like it hunkers down. The steering is super nimble. You can kind of dial it in with the settings in the menu. It feels so good. It, it is probably it is easily the best American car I've ever driven in terms of speed and and handling. Um, wow. that's cool. I would, would not expect that at all. Neither did I. I thought, like I said, I thought it was completely appearance. It wouldn't do anything, and they're like, no, drive it. Um, and we, you know, you go through snow, and there's a couple turns, and I, you know, I was a passenger for part of it too because it was one of those drive and then kind of switch off events. But mm-hmm. I would, ter- I was terrified. You know, some of you know my drive partner. Um, Andrew going to some of these turns, you know, there's, you could see the snow pack like in the corners and 700 horsepower. And it really was, it was perfectly fine. It was planted. Um, there were no issues. It was, it was perfect. So, you know, we'll have to borrow one for a long term and have you down here. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, that would be cool. It's pure perfection. So to see where they came from, you know, we started from a, a rather mundane sedan in 2006 to you know 2018 and now we're at these 707 horsepower wide body just ultimate in both speed and and handling and performance it's it's cool to see it's great and then the scary thing is what's next like where do you go from here and i think you might know there's something beyond the hellcat <laughs> baby demon <laughs> yeah baby demon which is <laughs> I like, yeah, at this point in the story, I don't even know what to say. Like, I'm just a, a little kid again because I, yeah. Did you watch like the live stream when it debuted, or at least after the fact, the whole video? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just, the whole thing about that car that I loved more than anything is the fact that you could, it's just like the old school where you could go and like check off boxes of what you wanted. If you wanted a passenger seat, check off the passenger seat. It costs, what, a dollar or something, five dollars or something like that. Yep. If you didn't want a passenger seat, don't check that box. If you wanted this, check the box. If you don't want it, don't check the box. That's how it used to be in the in the old days, and I think that's that's really how it should go back to. That way, you can get like a truly custom car. Yeah, definitely. I mean, that that's the crazy thing. I think it does come with delete everything. You know, I think yeah. my stock is delete radio, delete you know sandalation, delete uh, rear seat. And I think it's one dollar for each of those options just to bring them back. So cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the launch event, we'll link the video because it's, I mean, if you're a car person, you have to watch it. It's one of the coolest launch events ever. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in a warehouse. It's got a cat in a cage. It's got like all this weird crap. It's got demons yelling. It's got, <laughs> it's got everything. Um, I remember they teased it for so long. There's so many teasers online. Oh yeah. They would come out with a new teaser like every week and then you and I would tag each other in it like 500 times and then try and figure out what it was. It was yeah. Great. They- they would have little pictures of the license plates with different letters and numbers and like yeah. people try to guess like is that the horsepower there was rumored to be i had all these friends too like even in the industry telling me like oh yeah you know i've heard a thousand horsepower plus an all-wheel drive and then people studying stuff and i'm like there's no way that's all-wheel drive and yeah there was just so many rumors well, and then when they tease the the picture of the box that comes with it that just gets you like all your extra parts and your race parts yeah. that was so cool too yeah the demon crate which is one yeah. of the craziest things ever. Um, so yeah, the car comes out. It's got uh, it's only got 840 horsepower, which is <laughs> only a real shame. Um, yeah, but it's the funny thing about the Hellcat and this car too is you can literally put it in like valet mode and it limits it to a meager like 500 horsepower <laughs> when you give them the <laughs> which black. is crazy because that was the CTSV that we were driving. Yeah, you know, five or six years ago. Yeah, that was the insane, you know, whatever it was, like Shelby Mustang or yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, and that's this in valet mode. 
Yeah, which is awesome. I think any. I just want a key, uh, car in my life that has two keys, a black and a red key. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would be the ultimate goal. Because I think the Shelby GT500 has that, or GT350, one of them. Um, Bugatti Veyron, too, I believe has it. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Any one of those will do. But Yeah, either one, yeah. So, yeah, so, anyway, I think the Demon, technically, when you're not on race gas and you're not in, like, whatever Demon crate mode, I think the crate comes with skinny tires, comes with uh, something to plug in, I think the ECU tune, to get it to run on race gas, to get the full 840 horsepower. Um, mm-hmm. But Does it come with slicks for the rear? I think it just, the rears are what you get. I think it's just the front, oh. they're like the skinny oh, drag tires. Just, yeah, yeah. Um, which is awesome because it's the first production car to get like two inches of air from a, yeah, I love that. from a launch or something, which is stupid. It's so good. Um, <laughs> and like I said, I, I've only, so I've never driven one, honestly, cause I think I talked to uh, Scott Brown, who's communications, uh, for the West coast and, and Scott was like, uh, they did one press launch for it at a track, um, and I think they just had the the big guys out there, you know, the car and drivers and such, and then asked if they're going to do the press it. guys would kill each other. Yeah, and they, kill, them, ask, kill themselves. Exactly. So that one event alone was like, yeah, we're pretty much done after this. There's no not going to be like a West Coast event. He's like, we're just <laughs> not going to do it. There's no press cars. Like, there's none of that. Yeah. Like, um, a big reason for that too is they were sold out like pretty much right away. Yeah. They talked about just doing one year, and I, I feel like they're going to do more. Um, but they, they sold out the entire run, like in the first few months of going on sale. So, um, and for the, for the price, I mean, it was in the eighties, thousand dollars, I believe. Yeah, I think so. Which I had written down, but anyway, um, it was in the eighties and it, it, I mean, it's just an absolute beast. Um, we'll compare that $80,000, which I haven't talked about yet too, is I also had a, um, recently I had a challenger TA which is probably one of my favorites. If I'm not going to go for the wide body, if I don't have the budget for a wide body Hellcat, which is probably in the closer to the fifties or sixties, um, actually into the, well into the sixties, I think for a wide body that I drove, but I had the challenger TA, which is the, um, it's kind of the more, and I had the more stripped out one, which I kind of prefer actually. So the TA I have was a 2017. It was an awesome go green color, which is a little like darker, I guess, than sublime. Um, Mine had the matte black hood with the hood pins. Mine had the um, the Challenger TA side stripes. It had the classic Challenger logo on the back and the grill. It still had the headlight open for the air intake. Kind of. Oh, like, nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it actually had. It was. I would get a manual. I wouldn't get the automatic. But it also had. It was an automatic. But the inside was cloth. But it was like the houndstooth. Um, Ooh, I like that. Which I don't even know if you knew they had on Dodge. I honestly didn't know. Anything. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Yeah. The newer Chargers and the Challengers, you can get like a houndstooth pattern cloth, which is awesome. It looks perfect on these cars. Super uh, old school. And that's the whole like theme of this thing is kind of old school. Scott, you can get white, um, white glowing gauges. You can get all these different graphics to make it look like it's, you know, back in the seventies. And yeah. Honestly, this one stripped out. It was forty three thousand, which I mean seems like a lot, but honestly, for I think it had just a five point seven liter Hemi. Um, mm-hmm. But you'd be surprised. Like I was expecting to be like kind of disappointed by the like three hundred and seventy five horsepower. I have to look that up. I think it was three seventy five. Yeah, three hundred seventy five horsepower. But honestly, that thing like it's still loud. I think it has a performance exhaust on it. You can still have a ton of fun with three hundred seventy five horsepower. 
Definitely. And so I think people discount in a world where there's 840 horsepower um, challengers. Right. Um, yeah. The TA, like you can have the full range. You know, I think that's more in my speed in terms of like just pure muscle car. A lot of people want something they can afford. And I think, yeah, 43,000 is still a lot. But for the power you're getting and kind of stripped out, like I would totally get one of those. You know, if the if my budget was a little more meeker, I would totally rock, you know, just kind of a stripper uh, model yeah. of, of a challenger um like you were saying the demon was perfect because you could take out all those options and yes it's eight thousand dollars but i almost wish they had like a straight up seat delete and it'd be so cool and a 5.7 just to get it like super down you know just put the six-speed manual in there and, and have a radio blast. delete exactly yeah. um yeah like the hopefully we'll get to drive a demon at some point in our lives um we will my, yeah we'll figure out we'll find one um, we'll figure out my only opportunity to see one at least the same event for the wide body challenger so they had a demon on display um they wouldn't let us drive it <laughs> it was on display only but thankfully uh, a couple guys uh wanted to get video of it and it was in the parking lot right before lx fest or spring fest as they call it now and so they decided to do the launch of it in the parking lot for us oh perfect and, and oh my god the uh the trans break whatever it has yeah. Oh, oh my God, the noise because it just goes that and then it just launches. <laughs> it's so good. Like I literally just want that on a playback. You know, <laughs> that's what heaven is. The heaven, heaven that's is you just fall asleep at night. Yeah, exactly. Fall asleep at night and just in heaven, I just want the sound of a trans break <laughs> on a Dodge Demon. Uh, That'd be good. So yeah, we'll, we'll post a, a couple of videos of that too. But um, one of these days, we'll just sell everything we own and buy a demon. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. And that's the the old joke, and I think it's just flopping the article. Maybe I'll link to that too. But the uh, the scariest thing about the Hellcat and now the the Demon is going to be the third owner or whatever. They oh say. yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I always said the first owner obviously like doesn't even really drive it, bought it. It's like yeah. an investment. Um, second owner is a guy who like loved it since day one, but couldn't afford it, so he saved up forever for it. He buys <laughs> it. <laughs> the third owner though, the third owner of a Hellcat or a demon it's just some kid who's like 26 and he probably buys a demon for like $24,000 when it's got like 150,000 miles on it and he's the one that like just drives it into a family's house and just kills yeah so let's be that guy yeah yeah we'll definitely be the third owner. we'll be the fourth owner that just like oh, finds it driving a, finds a salvage air driving over jumps yeah the, the, we'll be the guys that find a salvage one that's already been driven into a house full of school children and yes. just freaking, yeah, try to slap it back together and see if we can get something out of it. I, li- I like that option. Yeah. <laughs> we just run into anything we want and not care. Yep, that's our speed, just Mad Max-style demon. Um, Love it. But yeah, so that's uh, that's what we got. Uh, the, the rumor now is, there's all sorts of rumors about the future, but I've heard the rumor because there's a Shelby GT500 coming out, uh, which yeah. we'll, we'll still get into Mustang here soon, but there's rumor that the... Uh, that's going to have 750 or something horsepower. So the uh, Hellcat make it 800, and the Demon, if they ever make it again, make it closer to 1,000. That would be intense. So that's something we could look forward to in the future. Um, until then, we'll have to deal with the uh, what we have now. But honestly, what we have now is a dream come true. I, I think a mere 840 horsepower. I think if you, you know, looking back, and this is the whole thing about this Millennium Muscle Series, is... 
the the decade of crazy muscle. I think the demon is going to be one of those cars that we just look back on is like that was the pinnacle. I think yes, definitely. Uh, there's not there's nothing else that can top it. There's no. I mean, the Shelby GT500 would be great. You know, I'm sure that there's Camaro Z01 is great. We can talk about that later. But to me, nothing nothing tops just the absurdity of the Dodge Demon. So, yeah, exactly. I mean, there was never a Demon in the past, but they just brought out this random new car and mm-hmm. just gave it as much power as they could. Uh, that, that's so cool. I mean, the GT500 is cool, but we've seen how many GT500s in the past that have been cool. But the Demon is just unlike any other. Yeah, I think that's what makes it cool, too, is it's kind of ours, you know? Like, everything else is kind of... Uh, even Hellcat, too. Hellcat and Demon are both... Yeah, it's up. our generation's muscle car. Yeah, there's no... It's not like, you know, there was the Super B and the Daytonas. They're all playing a homage to, like, the the old stuff. But this is kind of ours. Right. Like they created yep. us out of nothing. Yep, I love that. So, can't get you That's what our generation's going to be buying at Barrett-Jackson in 30 years. Yeah, definitely. We're going to have to put like a mill down or something on a demon with a crate. Yes. We're going to, but yeah, we'll have to do that. So, someday. Someday we'll live that dream. But uh, yeah. until then, yeah. I think that, that feels pretty good, right? Yeah, I feel good about that. Yeah, that was that was good. I wish we could talk all day about that. But uh, that's that's the end of the Hemi. Uh, that's, a, that's a solid two episodes of uh, a pretty important chapter in the Millennium Muscle Car history. Um, uh, we'll see where we go next. Like so, there's Mustang, there's Camaro. Uh, Matt and I'll plan that, plan that out, and then get back to you guys hopefully in the next couple weeks instead of months. So we'll figure that yeah. out. All right. Well, I'll talk to you later, Matthew. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. That's it for now.